0: We're going to
1: do first, second, and fourth verses on this song. Again, that's hymn 73.
2: Number two. Number four.
1: Welcome to the Youth Revival. Let Jesus in in 2011. We are excited and looking forward to what God will do for us this week. May the Lord bless you. Good evening, church. Tonight's scripture reading will be read from Acts nineteen thirteen through seventeen. Um, please stand. Again, that's from Acts nineteen nineteen thirteen through seventeen. The certain of the vagabond Jews, Exorus, took upon them to call over which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjured by Jesus, whom Paul preacheth. And there were seven sons of one, Severica, a Jew, and and a chief of priests which do so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know who you eat and the man in the womb of evil spirit was leaped on them and over them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling at the Ephesus and fear fall upon all the name of the Lord Jesus was magnificent. Good evening church. I came to give you the prayer. Please bow your head and close your eyes. Dear Father God in heaven, thank you for letting us come here today for this youth revival, Father. I would like you to bless the youth and bless the speaker, Father, today. And um, let the speaker touch those that have never been touched in a way before, Father. And uh, keep us, guide us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen.
0: You may
3: be seated. Amen. evening everyone well it is indeed a privilege to have so many of you out this evening and I know some of you are excited about what I'm going to talk about momentarily I know that you have been preparing for this and I can't wait to see the results tonight. Well, first of all, let me say, having welcomed you, I want you to know that this week is going to be an awesome week. Amen? Amen. It's going to be a powerful week. Amen? Amen. Are you ready for what the Holy Spirit will do? Yes? Yes? Yes. Say an amen. 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 We look forward to it. Some of you have been fasting today. I broke my fast at two o'clock today. And God has been good to me, and I know some of you are fasting, and I'm praying that the Lord, have, he has blessed you on your fasting. Now, I do know some of you will continue to fast this week in terms of leaving the TV alone or something that you are somewhat addicted to. Some of us are addicted to Facebook, amen? Uh, all right. All right. You haven't seen me since this week. Come on and say amen. All right. So we got Dr. Norris fasting away from Facebook. Hallelujah. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, maybe some of the men. I know, I know, Brother Gordon, you fasting away from the NFL. Praise God. Come on and say amen. I see the wife say amen. All right. But I do know that some of you are fasting, and I just want to encourage you so that this week may be a time when you get to spend some quality time with Jesus. That's what it's all about, just spending some quality time with Jesus uh, maybe it's a friend that you want to stay away from this week. That just not keeping your eyes on Jesus, not helping you. Uh, so this week we really want to spend some time, and and the Holy Spirit can't work if our lives are cluttered. So we want to ensure that we take care of that. Continue to invite your friends. Um, as you can see, we have room. We have room for your friends. So continue to, to bring, them, bring them out. We'll be meeting Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and Friday night. So when again? Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Friday, Friday. That's it. And then we conclude, we culminate things on Sabbath morning. And we're so blessed to have our youth director here with us. We special. <laughs> All right. So now here is it. There are no quizzes tonight, but on tomorrow night the quiz master, our associate pastor, Principal Holiday, will be here. Hallelujah! Praise God. He'll be here. He promised. So you better listen to the sermon tonight because you know Principal Holiday is coming at you real good. So tomorrow night, we're going to have a quiz. The questions will be there. We are being viewed live on Justin TV. Welcome to you guys as well. And so we anticipate great things, okay? Now, for the moment you've been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen, if you have brought out six individuals this evening. Will you stand with your guests and let us all see them? Let's see your six individuals. Teens, stand up so we can see you. I start with the six. Here's why I start, because I got the business right here. Eliport, some good stuff right here, man. It's right here is a Kindle. I haven't even removed the wrapper yet. See that? I want you to have the pleasure of ripping this bad baby off. Take this thing out and get the business ready in bright sunlight, no glare. Lighter than a paperback. Choose from a million, from millions of books. Take it anywhere. And we love to read and have a good time. So, six individuals have mercy no let's see your five individuals tonight how about four four individuals let's see your four stand oh Alizé's friends stand up and say amen all right Alizé they're shy they pretended they don't know you all right thank you and I see our good friends here. All right, I see y'all, I see you. Well, I guess, Brother Kendall, you're not going anywhere tonight. (laughs) You're staying with me tonight. Well, I'll keep it right here,
4: Pastor Paul,
3: so you can just have a little peep at it whenever. But you know this week, guess what? I got four of these to give away. Four, Steve, four, all right? Four. So, this is not difficult, folks. This is easy stuff. I wish I were not... Hey, let me tell you. I wish I could be able to bring some people out here tonight so I can get a couple of these. Right, Sister Stevenson? Amen? Amen. So, I'm going to leave this tonight and get on with the business. Uh, but thank you. There are no quizzes tonight. At this time, our ushers will receive our offering for this evening after which we have a premier presentation by the Abundant Life Youth. And that will be coming momentarily. And so if you are participating, those individuals, you can be prepared. Get ready right now. So you can be ready right after the ushers have received the offerings. All right, shall we bow our heads together? Are we through? Oh, no, we, 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 you guys run too fast, man. We got some people waiting there. That's, that's, there we oh, they haven't started. My bad. Forgive me. Can we sing together? He has done? He has done marvelous. Come on, Sister Christina, raise your voice. Ah, nice. He has done marvelous. He has done marvelous things. Praise the Lord. Again. He has done marvelous things. Praise the Lord. Wonderful. Oh, that's so nice. Took me up a notch there, huh? All right. Wonderful. You just had them started. You know that? Amen. Amen. Shall we bow our heads and thank God? Father, we thank you so much for the blessings that we have received thus far. Lord, we had some
4: rain today
3: things down a little bit and father there are so many things we could give thanks for today we had a funeral today Lord we buried somebody today but look at us alive and in your courts and here we are about to give you all the praise the honor and glory you so deserve we thank you for those were able to give tonight and above all father we know that the greatest gift we could give to you is to give of our hearts tonight. So thank you, Lord. And bless these gifts, for we prayed in the name of Jesus. Let God's people say, Amen. Thank you, ushers. Before our group comes, they are just getting ready. Just getting ready. I just want you to know about Our church got talent. Church folk got talent. And that's simply if you've got a talent, a gift, that we don't know about. Maybe you secretly play the piano, or you're a dub poet, or you are a singer. No? No, okay, All right. That makes two of us. All right. Or maybe you can do a poem or something. Sister Kyra, right here, wave, wave, give the queen, right, yeah. She right there, Sister Kyra, will be taking down names. And on Saturday night, we'll be having our church folk got talent. And I know we got talented church folk. Now, this is not limited to just the young people. This is for all of you. We want to hear from you. So we look forward to that, please. Give her your names. Maybe you don't know exactly what you're doing yet, but just tell her you're interested. Put, 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 put your name down. And on Saturday night, we love to hear from you. Maybe it's just a karaoke song. We don't know. I don't know. Church folk got talent. Hope to hear from you. And now we will receive our drama team as they give us an inspiring message through this skit. the church said amen. Man, I am amazed. I'm amazed. Uh, Great job, Janine, and the team of youth that not only said, Pastor, we want to do something a little different in expressing ourselves and how we feel, but they actually did it. And I thought that was beautifully done and I, I believe you got the message. And the last photo there, you notice there's not a doorknob on the outside. That only means one thing, that you have to let him in. He can't tear off the door. He won't kick it down. He'll just knock on the outside. So our job tonight is to let him in. Amen to the youth group. Amen. 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 Got to take them on the road with that one, I promise. Before we go any further, I would like to share a few words about our speaker, who is no stranger to some of you. But we came to the Nevada Utah Conference of Seventh-day Adventists together. And we, I came just like a month before. And we met in Utah at our regional convocation. In fact, he gave me a ride to the meetings. And so we had a a nice opportunity, my wife and I, Rosa, to talk with him and just to share with him. And he was just so excited to be out here. But one thing I admire about him, he is so frank, so real, and honest. And I I gotta tell you that I I found a brother in him, in Pastor David Solomon Hall Sr. And he is senior because he has a junior. And he is in love with his son. Is that, can I say that? I think that's okay, right? Okay. He loves David Jr. And so he had a chance to, to spend some quality time with him and his precious. I say precious because I learned that from him. And I've been calling Rosa precious <laughs> just out of fun. <laughs> My precious, the sister Connie Hall. And they have been ministering out here uh, for five years now. I know that to be true. This is their, this is their fifth year. And he serves under many hats. Uh, he is the, the youth director. Uh, Family life ministries director, men's ministries director, just to name a few. But his passion, in which he has received a Master of Arts in youth ministry, so this is his thing. He is energized, he is zealous, enthusiastic, he loves young people, and he eats and breathes. And I believe if you cut him too, his blood. Would say youth ministry. So we are very thrilled, Elder Hall. He has just been uh, recently ordained to the gospel ministry. Most of you young people don't know what that means, but that's huge for a minister. All right, that's like a special anointing. You know, Uh, go ahead from the church family and uh, uh, an acknowledgement of the wonderful work you have been doing. So we are truly excited and blessed and honored to have him tonight. His wife could not be here. She's a teacher, and so she's going to work tomorrow. But we have Pastor David Solomon Hall Sr. with us for the entire week here at Abundant Life. And I want the church to give him a warm welcome as he comes to us. Amen? Amen. Before we hear from Pastor Hall, our speaker, for this week's revival let jesus in we will be favored by special music at this time i invite them to come forward we have our dear sister gloria and his one and her wonderful uh, brother teaming up tonight to bless our hearts and so i invite them to come forward as they minister to us in song, after which you'll hear from our energetic and enthusiastic man of God, Pastor David Solomon Hall, Sr.
4: held microphone. I would appreciate that. I, I have a sinking suspicion I may not stand in this one spot. I believe. Thank you. Tess, there it is. Thank you so much for the music reminding us that we want Jesus to shine in our lives every day we're grateful for your selection thank you and I don't know about you but those young people in the skit that just moved me to tears that was worth the flight down here just for that because I don't know about you but sometimes it seems as though life is coming at me every which way but loose But I'm so glad that I have a Jesus that can hold back the winds of strife and hold all that stuff back. Thank you young people for reminding us of that and I must applaud this church. Your young people are involved. I have the privilege of traveling all over the conference, to all of the 55 churches and companies and groups that are represented within our conference. And I, I, I don't see things like this every week or every Sabbath, I should say. So to come here and see a congregation that actively engages its young people really makes me feel good. And I thank you. I thank you for that and uh, Pastor Lee Wars and Rosa you the invitation is greatly appreciated I love what the Lord is doing through you there have been some changes in your life over the last few months some expected some unexpected <laughs> and this week or sometime whenever the Lord sees fit There will be an even greater change that will impact your life for more than 18 years. Trust me, my impact is 15, still going strong. But I appreciate your ministry. I appreciate what the two of you are doing here. And I appreciate when Monterey Bay Academy, where David Jr. goes to school, decided their home leave would be next week when we had, or last week rather, when we had this scheduled. You accepted my offer or my request, I should say. I wanted to spend time with my son. I hadn't seen him in seven weeks. And I kind of like David Jr. (laughs) a lot, a whole lot. And for me to be in Las Vegas and for him to have been home in Reno really would have been different. Would have been like every other day when I don't have the chance to see him and you graciously moved everything around so that I could spend all of last week with my son during his home leave and we bonded and talked about girls and well, he talked about them, I just listened, and offered my two and three and five cents, gave my opinion, as we didn't tell his mom. Amen. <laughs> but I appreciate you for that. Thank you very much. And Dr. Rock, it is an incredible privilege to see you here in the congregation. I remember we saw each other a few months ago and, and, and you consented to come to my ordination and be a part of it, that meant a lot to me personally. And while you may not think so, or may not have seen those words that you said to me in the conference office, still rattle around in my mind and and I am taking that into strong consideration what you said. I had a dream the other night i'm gonna start preaching in a minute i had a dream the other night the lord said to me david you need to listen to people that are older than you because they are wiser than you it was just like that i heard it and then your face popped into my head so i dreamt about you and then you walked in that's a sign from god (laughs) maybe you were right (laughs) so i'll take it at that and say amen but it's a pleasure having you here as well and I bring all of you greetings from the lovely Connie, my precious wife who I adore so much. She teaches and because she's a teacher and they have school Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday and she teaches in Reno, she needs to be there and both she and our economy appreciates her being there. We'd like for her to stay there all five days Amen. And then she will be here with us this weekend. We praise God for that. I'm going to invite you, I know it was read earlier, but if you would just indulge me, turn to the book of Acts one more time, the 19th chapter, and I'd like us to just look at the five verses that were read, verses 13 through 17. I'll read from New King James, Acts, the 19th chapter. We'll look at verses 13 through 17, and again, I want to commend all of the young people that participated on the program this evening, and those that brought others out with them. Praise the Lord, young people, for you. Praise the Lord. It reads, Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists, took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, we exercise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. And there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish priest, who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? Verse 16, Then the, men, the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. This became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified invite you to pray with me as we talk briefly on the topic who are you let's pray Jesus we're here we ask as they requested through song Jesus that you shine Jesus shine we ask as we saw in the skit that you hold back any and all things that would impede your blessing from going forth. And we just ask you to just bless our souls and accept our humble worship tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. I am at the age now where young people don't think I'm as young as I think I am. On my last birthday, I turned 41 years old. I still can't believe that I'm over 40. I'm going to pause in my sermon. I used to think that 40-year-old people were old. And I remember the day before I turned 40, I was in Atlanta, Georgia for General Conference. That Sabbath was my 40th birthday, the first Sabbath. That Friday night, I'm out, and my son, who I love so dear, My son, who is so precious to me and and, and warms my heart by his very presence, looked at me and said, Dad, it's almost midnight, because that's how we roll. He said, Dad, it's almost midnight. Time to pull out the cane, Dad, because you know what's about to happen to you. Dad, you're almost 40 years old. I didn't have fond thoughts of him at that moment. I wanted the ground to just swallow him up right there or something, you know, I'm like shut up. But I didn't say it, I just said it in my head. But I am at that age where things change. There was a TV show that I I, I want to reference but young people may not remember that show. Used to come on Thursday nights at 9 o'clock after the Cosby show in a different world on NBC. Cheers. And I watched it. And they would have Norm and everybody would come. He'd walk in, Norm. And everybody would be all excited to see him. Because you want to be where everybody knows your name, the song says. And isn't that what all of us want? To be recognized? to be around someone that knows who we are, to be acknowledged for our very being. Isn't that what we want? And it makes you feel bad when people come up to you and they do the brother thing or the sister thing. Sister, so glad to see you! Or they come up to you, preacher! preacher of righteousness, like that's supposed to make me feel good. You have no idea who I am, but I go along with it because I don't know you either. Brother, great to see you. E.C. Ward used to be the pastor of the Oakwood College Church, and he never ceased to amaze me how he remembered everybody's name. He could be preaching a sermon, and he'd just point to them, and he'd call their name and go through their family history. And I said, wow, there must be something to this name thing. We want to be around people that know our name, because in knowing our name, they know us. I'm going to come back to that in a few minutes. But our text finds us in Ephesus. Paul is there doing extraordinary things. We we find him laying hands on people and the Holy Spirit coming on them. We, We find Paul touching people and instantly they have the ability to speak other languages. He did a powerful work there for two full years the bible even says in verses 11 and 12 now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that were brought from his body to the sick diseases jumped up they just get his handkerchief put that on somebody poof they'd get better uh, apron, they put that on someone that had an evil spirit. They would be uh, doing the evil spirit thing, throw a handkerchief or an apron on them because it touched Paul. Poofs. demons would flee. Paul had it going on. And usually whenever good things are happening for someone, other people try to copycat what their success is. And so you you see that these men in Ephesus wanted to do what Paul was doing. But there was one little problem. Ephesus was a center for black magic and the occult. The people had magic formulas to give them any and all things that they would want. Because people wanted to know the future. I'm sure you've seen these places around here. There's this place in Reno. The grass hadn't been cut in a while. The car that's in the yard is beat up. And it's a medium. Fortune teller. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm not gonna say it. Yes, I am. If you knew the future, (laughs) maybe you knew this wasn't a good place for business. Perhaps you might've moved to the other corner where instead of this side of town, maybe you don't know what's going on. But people want to know the future because they get tired of the unknown. They get scared, Pastor Lee Wars when they don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. And they want someone to tell them what their future is going to be. And it's with that background, in this city, where people would go around and tell the future through magic formulas. It's in that background where the worship of Satan was high and rampant. It's in with that background, in that city, that we approach our texts. There were Jews who wanted to make a living by healing people. And then they ran across this gig that Paul had with the handkerchief and apron thing, and they said, we want to try this, and they would recite a list of gods, just to be certain that they got the right one, because each area had its own god. So to make sure that they didn't mess up, they said all the gods that they thought of, and maybe, just maybe, we'd hit the right one, and something would happen. But they were impressed with Paul. They were amazed at this handkerchief and apron business. They figured out that there must be something to the name of Jesus. I'd like to su- suggest to you young people that there is something about the name of Jesus when you are in trouble all you have to do is call on the name of Jesus when something is going wrong all you have to do is call on the name of Jesus I'm leaving my sermon I was driving down the road I don't know what year it was it was 1997 I do know what year it was I was driving down the road almost what 13, 14 years ago, I'm driving. I lose control of my car. I am heading towards a semen embankment. I am going across four lanes. I am about to die. That's all I could think of. I thought to myself, David, you are about to die. So I did what most people would do in that situation. Because ah! I'm heading towards it, and that's where way I, you know. And then something said, "David, pray." I didn't have time to pray the fool, "O oh, thou who sitteth high and looketh low, thou knowest my need." I didn't even have time to say his name. All I could say was J-j-j. And before I could get the Jesus out, the car moved across all four lanes back to where I was, and I'm driving back normal. I looked around. Whoa. There is something about the name of Jesus. And there are things that can happen in your life when you let him in. When you don't play games with him. But the seven sons of Sceva wanted wanted the power without knowing the man. They wanted to make money off of him, but not knowing the person behind the name. Wanted to be like these people you see on TV. If you buy my special oil and throw it over your shoulder seven times and dance seven steps and twirl seven times again, the Lord will bless you. And all they're doing is making money off of you Because the more you send to them, the more blessed they seem to get. The seven sons of Sceva continued playing around with the name of Jesus. And the Bible says that one day, it was different. They rolled up on this evil spirit. We adjure you. By the Jesus that Paul preaches come out of there. Demon was sitting there like one of them two-year-olds that you tell to do something and you know them two-year-olds can do that thing they don't have sense enough to know any better you know they just sit there. don't know they're gonna get a whooping they just sit You didn't hear me. I adjure you by the by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. And then the demon, with the crowd of people there, looks at them and says, Jesus, I know. (laughs) Paul, I know. But who are you? Talk about embarrassing. Jesus, I have heard of him. Paul, he registered somewhere in, in our mental capability. But who in the world are you? And the man with the evil spirit, the Bible says, jumped on them and gave them such a beating that they ran out bleeding and naked. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But I have no idea who you are. And apparently you don't know who you're messing with. The demon didn't know the sons of Sceva. They didn't even register on Satan's radar. The devil was taking them for granted because he already had them in his back pocket. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? I'd like to suggest to you that there are times when we are asked that question by the devil himself. There are times when we're playing around, we play church. We may sing in the choir on Sabbath. We may collect the offering. We may even preach a good sermon. But when it comes time for us to confront the evil one, he says, Jesus, I know. Paul I know, but who are you when we're able to give worship talks or recite things from the sabbath school lesson but only pick it up for the purpose of being able to do that in church to impress others but not pick up the Bible afterward. Jesus I know. Paul I know. When we watch movie after movie, listen to song after song, go to this website after that website, and then have the audacity to think that if I come to church magically, mysteriously, the aura of the Holy Spirit will make all of that go away. And we think we have the power. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know when you have talk to yourself, David, when you have the ability to quote all kind of sports statistics, but you cannot name the twelve disciples. You can't even name one. When you know more about the earthly culture than the heavenly culture, the demons are saying, Jesus, I know. Paul I know but who are you I don't like it when people don't know my name my name means something to me I like my name January 23rd I'm leaving the notes January 23rd 1979 my name changed to what it is now I had another name but on January 23, 1979, the adoption that my great-grandmother did to adopt me from my 14-year-old mother that had me, she asked me prior to the adoption, she said, David, because that always was my name, and I liked that. She said, what do you want your name to be? I told her, Solomon Hall. She came back. I don't know where she went in that courthouse and all that she said sit in the car i sat in the car she came back this is your name i smiled that was my name and it's been my name for 32 years 32 of the 41 i like my name i picked my name my name means something to me my name means that i was wanted by somebody so every time before Lillian Hall died, God rest her soul, the last thing she said to me was, Don't ever forget how you got your name. And don't let that boy of yours forget his name either. I like my name. And when I see David Jr., I look at him and, 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 and I'm gonna come back to the sermon. But David, he, he you call him on his cell phone. Hello, this is David Solomon Hall Jr. <laughs> I like that thing you know I like that I don't like it when people don't know my name I went to preach somewhere I'm back on target now I went to preach somewhere Dr. Rock I was at camp meeting they had never met me at this particular conference and they finished their service, and I'm sitting right where you're sitting, and I just continued to sit right where you were, and the people were on the stage, and they had the microphone still on, and they said, I wonder when that hall guy is getting here. You mean the one with the three names? <laughs> and they just dogged me out, and I'm sitting there listening to him. I said, well, listen to this. this. is gonna be a fun week with these brothers, I said to myself. So the Spirit said to me, David, just sit there. So I did. I just sat there and let them get all of that out and they just kept looking at me ever so often and finally Lord said go say something to them. I said thank you Jesus I've been one two for so long thank you so I went up in the spirit of the Lord hi I'm David Sullivan Hall Sr. and they It affected one brother. He went home and he didn't come back. The rest of camp, he, they were like, where'd he go? And he was the one leading out. He never came back. I don't like it when people don't remember who I am because that means I'm insignificant. And I don't want the devil to forget who I am either because that means I'm insignificant to the devil that means I'm not a threat to him because if he knows who Jesus is because he had the cross thing he knows who Paul is because he preached for it for the Lord but I don't want him to ask me who are you I want the devil to have a picture of me up on his wall to know that I'm a threat I want them to have APBs out all wherever the devil live, out on me or bolos or whatever to be on the lookout for. Because I want them to know that I'm going to cause some ruckus in their kingdom. I don't want them to think I'm just going to be sitting down comfortable. I want them to think when that brother comes, when that bald-headed 41-year-old man comes, look out. I was in, I'm off script, I was in, in, in I was somewhere. I was on a, a reservation, a, a Native American reservation. And they told me, that when I got there, they said there is trouble. I said, what kind of trouble? They said the medicine man sensed your presence. And he told these other, the, the, uh, the people that, who listened to him not to come to your meetings. He sensed that you were coming. I said, praise the Lord. That means that they knew my name before I even got there. Whoever talked to the medicine men, I want them to know my name. And by the end of this week, I want the devil to know your name too. I want him to be scared of you. I want him when somebody say your name I wouldn't know not her who not him I want the devil to know your name I'm gonna tell you how you can make that happen and then I'm gonna sit down cuz I'm tired here it is number one number one way devil can know your name Begin each day with God. Say it again, David. Begin each day with God. My mother-in-law, every Christmas, she gives us the same gift. When I asked her daughter to marry me, I got my first one back in 91. I've gotten 20 of them now. this Christmas will be the 21st. I don't even even act surprised anymore. Oh, look at this. No, I just get it. Thank you. Because I know it's a morning watch, a devotional. And in this devotional, she writes the same thing. And I like what she writes. To my God-fearing son-in-law. That means she likes me. To my God-fearing son-in-law, David Solomon Hall Sr. And she knows my name. And then she always puts the same thing, begin each day with God. You don't know what you had to go through that night. You don't know how the Lord protected you from this, that, and the other over the course of that night. You thought you just closed your eyes and went to sleep. You have no idea of the things that took place. I have sleep apnea and they put me in one of those, I had to go to one of these places, and they had to test me, I had to sleep there. I didn't like it at all. It was cold. The bed was hard. They told me to go to sleep. (laughs) Come on. But apparently I did. Because they they woke up, uh, you know, and I woke up that morning, they were telling me all this stuff. Do you know that you stopped breathing for 37 seconds? Like, no, I didn't know that. You did that about five, six times. I was, wow. What if I never started back up again? So, after they told me this thing, every morning I wake up on my phone, I got an alarm clock and it sounds like a rooster cock a doodle doo. I hate that thing. But every time I hear it, after that initial angst, oh, thank you, Jesus. And I've learned over the last few months to become even more and more thankful of the things that I hear. Begin each day with God. Do something to spend some time with Him. Some of you young people and those of you that remember being young, you remember when you had that special someone in your life? Or you wanted a special someone in your life? Or maybe you just dreamt about having someone special in your life like I did. You would do all sorts of things to court that person. You would do all sorts, but but you wouldn't. I won't say who it is because I know him very well and I wouldn't want this getting back to him because I know I've known him for about 15 years. (laughs) But he said to me, I started to say, dad, but I'll say something else. He said to me, sir, I'm not gonna call her for five days, cause absence make the heart grow fonder. That's cute. In my mind, I said, that's stupid. you got to spend time with someone, investing in someone if you want the relationship to grow. If you want your relationship to grow with Jesus, you got to spend time with Jesus. And the way to do that, first thing when you get up in the morning, is to talk to him. Thank you, Lord, for sparing my life to see one more day. Then go take care of whatever you need to take care of. Kiss your spouse or kiss yourself. Whatever the case may be. And then spend some time in the Word of God. Someone once wrote that a thoughtful hour spent on the life of Christ can do wonders for you. Spend time reading about him. And then get this, get this, get this. Talk to him. Talk to him. What would it be like in any relationship if you never talked to the other person? Or if the only time you ever talked to him was when you wanted something? It wouldn't be much of a relationship. And then we say our relationship with Jesus is stagnant. Talk to him. And tell him all that stuff that you didn't want to tell anybody else. Tell him the hurts that you have. Tell him the fears that you have. I'm going through something in my life right now that's scaring me to death. Okay? And I'm a man of God and I'm supposed to, I have faith and all this other stuff. (laughs) But I am truly scared. So when I talk to God, I got some news this morning and I talked to God about it. And I said, God, check this out. I got to preach tonight. Why did you tell me this now? You couldn't have waited. You knew I was going to think about it all day. What are you doing? And I expressed myself, God doesn't want you to be fake with him. Acting like nothing's, but. Oh Lord, I, yes, this is happening, but it really isn't bothering me. God's sitting there like, you lying. You know it's bothering you. Tell me it's bothering you. Tell me how you feel. Connie, my wife, says, David, how do you feel? And I'm trying to protect her. I feel fine. Like I'm Iron Man. I cut that out. I said, look here. I'm a little concerned. Tell God how you feel about everything. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. And when you get tired of talking to him, talk to him some more. Tell him you're afraid about your job. Tell him you don't know how you're going to pay the rent this month. Tell him you don't know why they're acting up on the job. Tell him you need a new car. Tell him, David, that your car is leaking in three places and you know you need another one, but you got to spend money on something else. Tell him all the stuff that you want to tell him. What is he going to do? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. No. No. He says, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I gotta finish this, I gotta finish it. I promised you that I was gonna be short and quick and I'm almost short and quick. I'm just short in stature, that's all. Pray. There are a few things I want to say about that, two more things and I'm sitting down, here they are. Some people asked me once, they said, how do you pray? I'm gonna tell you the six steps that I would suggest of how you pray, two more things and I'm sitting down, here it is, one. If you really want to communicate with him, these are things that I suggest. Recognize who God is. That's the first one. Recognize who God is. By that I mean, recognize that you're not just talking to anybody. You know, this ain't your boy you're just talking to. Recognize that he has the whole world in his hand. All power is given unto him. Recognize who he is. So so maybe you just have to say something out loud. Oh God, you are the king of kings. Lord of lords. You are the one who protects me. You died on the cross for me. You're God. Number two, praise him. Bible says he inhabits the praise of his people. So begin thanking him for all that he has done. I bought my son a basketball during home leave. He carries his basketball everywhere he goes. I said, you even take it to class with you? He said, yeah. He said, but it's time for a new one, Dad. And since I was so touched by his devotion to that ball I got him three years ago, either it was the Lord or my craziness, went and bought him this $34 basketball. I didn't tell his mother. And he got that ball, he took it out the box, and I just watched him like it was a baby. He's like, my ball. Like, wow, I used to be that way. And then he looked at me and he said, Dad, thank you. You're the best, man. Gave each other pounds. And he went to bouncing his ball. And I watched him. And I felt good inside watching him. When you tell God, thank you, it makes him feel good inside sitting there watching you react to the gift that he gave after you recognize him, after you praise him, three, because the Bible says if I regard iniquity in my heart, he won't hear me. Ask him for forgiveness. That stuff you remember, the stuff you didn't even know you did. Lord, I'm sorry, because by committing this sin, I kept someone else from getting to know you better. I'm a stumbling block, forgive me, Lord. Number four, pray for other people. This is all six steps in praying. Then I'm gonna tie it up. Pray for others. You don't know who to pray for, watch the news. There's a lot of stuff going on in a lot of places and a lot of people that need a lot of prayer. I live in Reno. I was about to fly out of town to go somewhere and they tell me that something happened. That's all they were talking about at the airport, at the air show. And I watched it on YouTube so I could see it. One of the pastors of one of our churches in this conference was at the air show, sitting where the event took place. And he said something told him to take him and his wife and their four children and leave. And about 20 minutes later is when that plane came crashing down and 11 people lost their lives, including the pilot, and almost 100 more were injured. I made it a point to pray for those people. They got them little vigils and all that stuff set up, but I'm praying for them continually. Watch the news, because when you pray for other people, it does something for you. It sensitizes you to the needs of others. Fifth of the six things I'm going to say, after you recognize God, for who he is and how awesome he is after you thank him and you praise him after you have recognized that which separates you from him and you ask for forgiveness after you have prayed for other people then pray for yourself (coughs) tell God what you need Pour your heart out to him, and then do the sixth thing. Here it is. Don't say amen, but listen. Being in a relationship where there's only one person talking is no fun at all. And I imagine it's not that much fun for Jesus either if he never gets a chance to say anything to us. So after you've asked and you've done all that, let him speak softly to your heart. Listen to what it is that he has to say. Take a moment to let God speak to you. You might say, young people, but I've never heard God's voice. Okay, But he speaks through you in the still small voice he speaks to you in your mind he speaks to you through people you'll come in contact with later that day but if you sit and you listen and give him that time then it prepares you for what it is he's going to say later and if you do those things when you pray I think some of the challenges of life will begin to fall away. I'm crazy enough to believe that if you spend time with Jesus, you ever notice that people that hang out together all dress alike? These young people, they dress alike, have the same kind of stuff in their hair, the same kind of makeup or whatever, and they have the same kind of vernacular the words, I, we don't know what they mean, but when I was younger, I had my own words that nobody knew what they meant. That's because they spend time together. When you spend time with the Lord, you start looking like him. You start acting like him. You start sounding like him. You start dressing like him. You start believing in him more. And Pastor Russ, when you do this, then you can let Jesus in because you've spent time with him. We're going to explore some more of this over the next few days. But after the demons did what they did, the Lord used that bad situation to get glory for his name and wherever you may be right now the Lord can use your situation if you turn it over to him if you make up in your mind right now that you want him to know your name him to know your name and the devil to know your name then changes will occur I'm going to pray, and if you hear something you want to respond to, I'm going to ask that you just raise your hand. All our eyes are closed now, so no one will see it but you and God. Father, in the name that is above every other name, we give you praise. You are Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Before anything else was created, you alone are God. And we just want to praise you. We want to thank you for bringing us here safely. Thank you for letting us get through a day of work and school. Thank you for a time to come aside and rest a while. And thank you for speaking to our hearts. Now, Lord, we're unworthy of all this. But we ask that you really create within us a clean heart and renew the right spirit within us.